0: If you want to love what you do, abandon the passion mindset and adopt a craftsman mindset. Craftsman mindset focuses on what you can offer the world. The passion mindset focuses on what the world can offer you. This mindset is how most people approach their working lives. Cal Newport Hello and welcome to episode number 33 of Escape the J-Curve and I am your host Rohanag. I am sorry I've been such a lazy bum. I did not publish for the last couple of days. I was a bit tied up and I could have published but I decided not to. So I apologize for missing out on a couple of episodes. But I am back. With my epiphany series, where I talk about things that are things that I believed to be true but life taught me otherwise. So, most important lessons where I had mind shift, uh, mindset related shifts uh, due to incongruencies in ideas that were taught by say, you know, mainstream media, my friends, my family, the education system and things like that. In today's episode, we are going to talk about something very, very interesting. We are going to be talking about passion. Listen, success is counterintuitive, you know, real life functions completely differently than what we Expect it to be. So, when we talk about passion, you hear it being repeated over and over and over again. When you ask anybody about their advice on career-related success, their go-to answer is find your passion. Do something you are passionate about. And you will be really, really successful. Everybody talks about that. Self-help gurus, entrepreneurs, mainstream media. It's all about finding your passion, isn't it? Now, probably one of the biggest examples of finding your passion comes from Steve Jobs. Uh, He has a quote on, um, you know, uh, where he says, if you do not do something you're passionate about, you're going to run out of energy and you're not going to do that well. So if you want to be successful at anything, you should be passionate about it. Obviously, I am butchering the quote. You can look it up uh, what the exact code is, but it sort of if I sum it up, he says, if you're not passionate about what you are doing, you are doomed to fail. So, let's look at how this influences people, the the mainstream narrative of finding your passion. I have started quite a few businesses uh, in my life and uh, looking back at them, they were mostly around areas that I was passionate about. Uh, let's start off with the first one. I think I was a teenager when I started this business. I quite enjoyed writing at the time. So I would write stories, I would write plays, and I would also direct and act in those plays. And after writing and directing a few plays, what I found that people were excited to pay me money to come and perform for them. So I put together a group of people who are equally passionate about um, you know, uh, listening to plays or watching plays and I would perform them and I would make money out of it. So, I was trying to build a career around something I truly enjoy doing. Let's look at another business that I started. I think this is around 2010, if I'm not mistaken, and I uh, ran an event management company so what I did was I enjoyed uh, chilling with friends and drinking and partying and just chatting them up who doesn't really so what I did was I created a business around that I uh, created an event management company where I would throw events and invite people over and they would pay money for services such as alcohol and food and things like that Again, this was business around my passion. Then I, uh, a couple of years back, I wanted to start a print-on-demand apparel or a t-shirt company. So, I was, I am into fashion and apparels and I thought, why not create a company around that? fashion, apparel and t-shirt but if I look at these businesses although they made money but I had to shut them down really quickly so I was looking for something enjoyable to do I was looking for something which would be which I am really passionate about without having to think about the reality of the business Okay, you might be really passionate about it in the first six months. But when you get into, uh, you know, when you hire staff, when you have to, when you have bills to pay, when you really think of growing or multiplying your business, it's not very, you know, it's not your passion anymore. Uh, it's actually quite stressful. And I have so many Uh, examples of people who are waiting to find their passion you know they're in their mid 30s or early 40s they have an okay job and they are uh, thinking that oh i have not found my passion yet maybe one fine morning I will wake up and I'll be touched by the thing that I'm most passionate about. The idea will just come to me and I'll be passionate about it. I'll have lots of motivation. I will have the energy to build my career around that passion. But the problem is, it doesn't happen like that. And it's quite painful to see your friends who are otherwise quite intelligent people being stuck in this weird weird reality where they think that when they are in their 50s, they will come up with something they are passionate about and build a wonderful career that they enjoy. But unfortunately, that might never happen. And I would have had the same mindset if I hadn't read the book uh, Become So Good That They Cannot Ignore You by Cal Newport. He talks about this exact same phenomenon. He says people do not build careers around their passion. They build their careers on skill sets. Had they become really, really, really good at doing one thing. And when they become so good at that one particular skill, they start becoming passionate about it. And that really opened my mind. I looked back at all my businesses that I had started and I found that you know I was trying to do something I was passionate in I was trying to do something that would you know give me pleasure I would enjoy doing but real business is hard you need to understand the industry really well you need to build certain skill sets to be successful in entrepreneurship and that is nowhere close to the passion mindset that is taught in today's success and self-help industries. And the problem with this mindset is that it creates an unnecessary angst within you, doesn't it? Say that you're in your mid-30s and you are not really fulfilled in your job and you have an angst which tells you Oh, I have not found my passion yet. And instead of building one key skill set that would serve you, you keep looking for your passion. What might be the passion? Do I enjoy taking photographs? Do I enjoy music? Do I enjoy sports? Should I pursue a career in those things? People often don't find fulfillment in their jobs because they think, oh, I'm doing something I'm not passionate about. And they carry this angst throughout their working careers. And I've seen so many uh, good people, so many of my friends, they're intelligent, they're hardworking, they're ethical, they have uh, big dreams, they're ambitious but they pass on a really good career opportunity because they think that they are not passionate about what's required in the job. It's an absolute nightmare this way to think about jobs and careers as something that you know looking for work that you are passionate about. Now in the book uh, become so good that they cannot ignore you cal newport says that carrier passions are very rare you know people have two kinds of passions those are hobby type passions like singing or reading or dancing or sports or playwriting or things of that nature they're good at hobbies but they might not be as valued in the job marketplace to give you uh, substantial financial benefits. So I always have this example. I call it the underwater basket weaver example. So I say that say something you are, say you are really passionate about something which is like, you know, underwater basket weaving it sounds interesting it sounds a bit weird but you really like doing it but it's odd a lot of people will not identify with it a lot of people will not pay you money so that you can weave baskets underwater it's not a very uh, good career unfortunately Right. So what do we need to do to build a successful career? And in his book, uh, Cal Newport talks about self-determination theory or how people are motivated to grow and change. And it often comes down to three things, competence, connection and autonomy. So competence is very obvious, isn't it? When you become good or when you become competent at a particular thing like playing the piano or doing accounts or launching businesses or doing marketing, whatever it is, when you get really good, really competent at it, you feel motivated to do it more and more. The other two things are connection and autonomy. So connection is also obvious. You want to connect with people. People, Human beings have a desire to connect with other people. And autonomy. So people take more pleasure of doing things that they want to do. If somebody else is telling you to do that thing, you might not be looking forward to doing it. So if your manager tells you to do the numbers for a particular quarter, you might not be as inclined to, to do it as if if you were running your own business and wanted to look at the financial numbers for that particular quarter. Okay, so that is the self-determination theory of motivation. People are motivated to think do things that they are competent in. That makes them more connected, or they have a role in deciding what they want to do, which is nothing but autonomy. So, now let's come on to the competence part of it, which is nothing but the set of skills that you have that you offer to the market so that you become absolutely invaluable. Uh, The skills that you have are so rare and so valuable that the market chases you the market wants to hire you the market wants to pay the kind of money that you want so Steve Jobs as passionate as he might have been about Apple and he talked about passion a lot in his speeches you can find lots of quotes on Steve Jobs where he talks about passion but let's break down his career a little bit shall we when we do so we find that Steve Jobs had a lot of very rare and valuable skills that allowed him to build the company that he built Steve Jobs was a good designer Steve Jobs was a good consumer electronics person Steve Jobs was amazing at marketing. Steve Jobs was good at raising funds. Steve Jobs was good at running a billion dollar company. Steve Jobs took lessons on typography and that's where the famous screen designs or the font designs from for Apple products come from, you know. So Steve Jobs obviously wasn't just looking to wait for his passion which might have been you know calligraphy or something he built some hardcore real life skills that helped him build one of the most successful companies ever excuse me now when you are competent when you have the skills you start loving what you do you start becoming passionate i mean there's no way you would feel bad about doing something that you're really good in why do you like to play video games why are you so passionate about video games because video games are designed to make you feel competent over a period of time so you start up the video game you're not that good you are taught the button prompts how to play how to clear a certain stage and then you get better at it the second stage obviously when you have cleared the first stage is much more difficult and you going and you go through a learning process again to learn what do you need to do to succeed at that stage and then you clear it and then you go on to the third stage. So, as you progress through a video game, it's designed to feel you, make you feel more and more and more competent. That's why video games are so successful. It taps into the human psychology to feel competent. Now, if you feel competent at your job, you have valuable skills. Obviously, you're going to be very, very passionate about what you do. Opportunities are going to open up. You're going to form more relationships. You're going to be confident about your skills. And you would be also very happy because nobody told you to build those skills, but you did it autonomously. You decided these skills are important for me for my career and i worked on those for months for years and now i'm good at it i have the experience to do it really really well so that was my rant on stop trying to find your passion it ruins careers it creates an unbearable angst. I've seen so many people, so many close friends who are still chasing their passion in their mid 30s. So my call to action would be tomorrow or when you're hearing this podcast if you have not built a career you are very happy or satisfied with stop looking for your passion. Pick one skill that you think Would give you immense benefit. 2 years, 5 years, 10 years. And start working on building those skills right away. And my second call to action for this episode is. Do read the book. So good that they cannot ignore you. By Cal. Newport that book is probably top five for me one of the five most important books that I have read that woke me up that killed a lot of bad stupid idiotic ideas that I had in my mind about a successful career and it's a fascinating read he has a lot of anecdotes and examples and research on how people are motivated and how people build their careers It's a very important book. It will change your mind. It will show you reality. It will take you out from the mainstream hypnotization of follow your passion. Thank you so much. Um, I will try to create another episode tomorrow. And we can catch up then. Thank you so much for tuning in. Listen, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I really appreciate it. Now, if you think you have got any value out of this episode, please make sure to engage with the content. My podcast is available on all of the platforms like Spotify, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and it's also even available on YouTube. So if you got some value out of this content, please like, please subscribe, please leave a comment or please download and share it with someone who would get value out of this. That's all I ask. Thank you so much.